0: The Central Plains Water Enhancement Scheme is a vast irrigation project that would take water from the rivers that border the Canterbury Plains and make the farmland tenable even in the driest of summers. Some say it will realise a dream of guaranteeing livelihoods with the promise of water. But for others, the proposal is an ongoing nightmare that they say will ruin businesses and erase hundreds of years of farming history from
1: the landscape. Monique Devereux reports. Seven months after it began and over 1,200 submissions later, the resource consent hearing into the application to take water from two rivers and funnel it into a large irrigation project in Canterbury has finally wound up. Four commissioners must now make a decision about the $400 million project and decide if it can go ahead. That decision, due early next year, has a lot riding on it for a lot of people.
2: A lot of people come down the river here and they fish out in this area and particularly down along the bank here.
1: And it's beautiful,
2: you know it's a lovely river and it's very productive for salmon fishing particularly from late January through to February, March and April.
1: That's keen salmon angler Neville Ellis at a favourite spot on the Rakaia River the braided rush of turquoise water that acts as a natural southern border to the Canterbury Plains. Its northern neighbour, the Waimakariri River, is over 150 kilometres long. It sits north of Christchurch and is one of the largest rivers in Canterbury. This river is a recreational haven. Fishers and jet boaters share this waterway and run successful businesses in boating and fishing charters. This water is also used for irrigation. Under the Canterbury Regional Council's guidance, only a certain amount of water can be taken from it, and while some of that use has already been allocated, a large quantity is still up for grabs, and it's a similar story on the Rakaia River. But taking this water is a major, complex issue Canterbury and its councils face, and the big question is who should have the use of that water, and at what cost? The Central Plains Water Enhancement Scheme began as a public project mooted by the Christchurch City and Selwyn District Councils, with public funds put in to research it and a charitable trust subsequently set up to run it. That trust in turn set up a private company, Central Plains Water Limited, which collects and controls the finance for the project, mainly through a share issue to the 357 farms that would benefit. Those behind the public scheme refused to speak to Radio New Zealand about its plans, saying that as the hearing has ended, it would be inappropriate to discuss the so-called public scheme in a public forum. Of course, they did have to speak at the resource consent hearing, where the company's QC, Ed Wiley, outlined the merits of the project.
3: Farming remains New Zealand's biggest single export earner, and it's the backbone for all commerce in the Canterbury region. At its simplest level... The scheme seeks to enhance the availability of water in the Central Plains area between the Waimakariri River to the north and the Rakaia River to the south.
1: And that was echoed by Central Plains Water Limited Chairman Pat Morrison.
3: More
0: reliable farming, uh, more production, more jobs, more people in the rural areas, more um, business for Christchurch. It'll generally do to our area what the big schemes have done in mid-Canterbury and south-Canterbury.
1: Central Plains says the new irrigation would bring trickle-down economic benefits to a wide sector of the community, and one economist gave evidence that the boost to the national gross domestic product would be more than $2 billion a year. On the flip side, several families could have their farms taken off them by way of the Public Works Act to make way for the construction of a large concrete dam and a network of canals crisscrossing the Canterbury Plains, something that's evoked a lot of emotion. Brian Deans is one of those set to lose his home.
3: Well that's actually where we were born, three of of us in the family, older brother and a younger sister.
1: His pioneering family settled in Canterbury 165 years ago, before the first four ships arrived. The name is synonymous with historic buildings, rugby and Christchurch street names. Brian Deans and his wider family do not believe they should have to give up their land and they are fighting to retain what six generations of farmers have built in the Wainiwenewa Valley.
3: Those trees over there don't go, but all the trees in the valley go. I mean, everything is drowned here. Where we stand now would be probably probably about 35, 40 metres underwater, I guess.
1: Brian and Liz Deans own one of the many properties that Central Plains Water Limited has said is required in order to build the irrigation scheme. Their story is similar to the other families who made submissions to the resource consent hearing. As soon as their land was identified as required and designated as land Central Plains Water could take, their life changed. The irrigation scheme is still in the proposal stage. It has no consent to take a single drop of water or permission to turn a single sod. But the designation has put families like the Deans in limbo, where they fear they will stay for some time.
3: We now have restrictions on our property if we, supposedly, we should not develop because that might affect the the, the compensation the applicant has to pass. We cannot subdivide the property without going to CPW. On the LIM report there is a a note to the effect that that there is this designation. So our properties basically are unsaleable. I'm gobsmacked and and I've spoken to huge numbers of people about this, lawyers, all sorts of people saying. In a a democracy I thought that in fact your home was your castle and that was your private property was sacrosanct. Because what we have here is a private company, Central Plains Water Limited, taking other private individuals' land for their own financial benefit and gain. Now, that, as I say, is almost to come to civil war in a democracy, isn't it?
1: Is there any way, shape, or form that the Central Plains Water proposal, if it was built, would benefit you?
3: Well, financial benefit. People say, well, why don't you shut up and take the money? But, I mean, how. I'm fifth generation, and Johnny, our son, who farms here now, he's taking over. Uh, He's sixth generation. I mean, how can money compensate us for that? There's no other place in New Zealand we want to live.
1: All of this would go?
3: All of this would go. We lose approximately 60% of our land and all our buildings bar one house, which is where Johnny lives, on the hill there. The, The farm's completely ineffective. It's useless. I mean, who would buy it?
1: At the resource consent hearing, Central Plains defended their use of the requiring authority status. Ed Wiley, the company's QC, told the commissioners that the public good could not be hindered by landowners who did not want to move off their family farms.
3: Central Plains Water Limited was entitled to seek requiring authority status and it has done so. For practical purposes it had no alternative to seek such status. Otherwise it would not have been able to readily advance the core parts of its proposal and the scheme could have been held to ransom by individual landowners. That cannot be allowed for major infrastructural works, Otherwise, for the public good.
1: And Central Plains chairman Pat Morrison, a close neighbour of the Deans, promised a more than fair financial deal for everyone who loses their land.
0: It's something which, of course, we would be reluctant to use. It's the last straw, as the QC pointed out this morning. We only use it for the last straw. We hope most of it or all of it, any land we require will be done by negotiation. Any landowners who land is required for the scheme will have to get more than a fair deal for their properties.
1: At the resource consent hearing, the commissioners were told that Central Plains has $11 million allocated for the dozen or so farms it might have to buy. Brian Deans has already told Pat Morrison he will not sell his family home for less than $500 million in order to make a point. The land has not left his family in 150 years, and he does not think that a price tag can be put on that. In Colgate, about four kilometres from Brian Dean's home, most of the townspeople are also opposed to the Central Plains proposal.
4: You know, looking across that, pad, that hill on the right is the right-hand abutment. And it'll we just see the, those trees in the background there, yep. it'll be just along the top of there. So that's about your fifty-five metre. So there's the pub, and literally the dam footprint is seventy metres from that, from the edge of the road. Right.
1: So we're on. A road that would be, all of this would be gone. Then? Gone,
4: yeah. It runs essentially parallel to the road.
1: This is Colin Morris, resident and member of the community group that is also opposed to the scale of the irrigation scheme and its intrusion into his backyard. He says the project has been flawed from the beginning and believes the proponents have purposely tried to sweeten what is a sour deal for Colgate by simply ignoring the questions and concerns the townspeople have had about the three-sided wall of water that would be built around their town.
4: 280 million cubic metres of water hanging above our heads. You know, And it is a seismic area and um, there was a, a proposed rubbish dump in the same valley and, uh, and that was stopped because, you know, they found a fault line running through there. But it's okay to have a reservoir and a big dam, you know, right above a township. So, you know, obviously people are nervous about that. The 235 contour that the canal is on runs right through Colgate. Well, obviously they're not going to do that, so they rerouted it around the eastern side, which means that, of course, they're going to have to build it up, bring it up. And so, yeah, it'll be a big five-metre five metre wall right around there. And uh, which it means that this is will be will be um, surrounded on three sides. So, you know, if there's any kind of leak, even a, a small leak in the dam or the uh, canal, the possibility of Colgate being flooded is you know, really high. And I mean, I think um, you know, a big issue for us is the is the consultation and the lack of it, um, and the fact that um, you know the information just hasn't been coming to the people. And so, yeah, a lot of people don't understand. She's got no concept of what it's going to be like.
1: Someone who is informed about the scheme is Rosalie Snoyink. The retired Glen Tunnel woman has been working almost full time over the past five years gathering information about the Central Plains project. I gather that your office full of papers and things there. And I've got another one out the back.
5: It's nearly taken over my cottage Really, We just about have to put it on another room.
1: She founded the Melvin Hills Protection Society, which is made up of members of the Glen Tunnel, Colgate and surrounding farming communities. She guided the group into a financial position healthy enough that it too was able to present submissions and call its own expert witnesses at the resource consent hearings. Mrs Snoink attended almost every one of the 60 days of those hearings this year for almost every submission, and she does not like what she heard.
5: It certainly is a
1: frustration that that there are still so many unanswered
5: questions and we should have had more surety, I think, at this stage. We should have known um, more the effects or impacts of the scheme. I didn't hear anything through the whole of the hearing that would convince me that this is a good idea. Quite the reverse, it reinforced our concerns and fears about what's happening to the water in Canterbury. It is about a company, a private company with 350 shareholders and they are the primary beneficiaries. There's no doubt that they would stand to gain from an irrigation scheme. I think there should have been an irrigation scheme but not one on this scale, not one that affected so many people and certainly it should have had better community buy-in than it's got. You won't get everybody on board but but to alienate so many people and to have the communities at, at loggerheads like it, it has done, I think that's been extremely damaging and wrong. I, I don't think that Central Plains should take this water simply because the it hasn't been well enough thought out. It's too big. The impacts are too destructive.
1: While a large number of the opponents to the Central Plains scheme are emotionally involved, Some of the concerns are strictly about business factors and have nothing to do with farming. Robin Judkins essentially is the coast-to-coast endurance race. The internationally renowned sporting event is a very successful business, which Mr Judkins says generates $6.5 million worth of spending in Canterbury and the West Coast each year, and over the past 26 years has injected $88 million into the economy. It also requires the use of the Waimakariri River, Robin Judkins says the Central Plains Scheme, as it stands, would take too much water out of the river and make his event untenable.
2: The river levels that we have experienced since my event began in 1983, um, it's always held in February and river levels have generally been in the 60 QMeg range. However, I've also noticed that the river levels have been dropping every year. Uh, We're entering a very dry period. Uh, which has happened before, Um, for example, in the middle of the Second World War in the early 40s, the Waimakariri River ran dry at the lower bridge on Highway 1, State Highway 1. So we do get droughts, big droughts, on the east coast. My submission basically said that there is not enough water for the irrigators who wish to take water for the Central Plains Water Scheme. There's certainly not enough water for them and us. Uh, Recreation plays a bigger part through tourism as does irrigation and agriculture in the economic mix of New Zealand.
1: Paul Vernal has been jetboating on the Waimakariri River for the best part of 20 years and taking commercial trips for the past eight.
6: We have a half hour trip which takes us up around about 25 kilometres upstream then we have a one hour trip that will take us up around about, around about 40 kilometres.
1: He is not categorically opposed to irrigation schemes taking water and was even in favour of the Central Plains project in its first incarnation, which was a proposal to take water only at the river's highest flow. But that plan has since changed, and Mr Vernal now feels the scheme's proposers want too much of the water that his own business depends on.
6: You put up with low flows when it's nature doing its thing, mainly because when nature seems to do it, the flows go down naturally and the terracing is natural. For instance, just out in front of us here, uh, we we have a good strong current running through here, so we don't get the drop-offs. Now, if you suddenly overnight took out 20 cumecs, that would change all this whole terracing quite a bit. In effect, what you're doing is damming it. You're damming the flow. So the river doesn't get the chance to make its natural course. So you get these unnatural terraces going clonk, clonk, you do your trips by what you see right in front of you, right there and then. We make no uh, apologies to people when we say, sorry, this channel's changed, we're going to turn around. What we don't like is when we say, sorry, the river's too low, that we just can't do our one-hour trip. If it's not going to be safe and it's going to end up a push rather than jet boat, well, we're not going to do it.
1: And as you say, you accept that when it's nature's.
6: Yeah, yeah. The impact of someone else's business impacting on ours, I don't really like that.
1: Mr Vernal says jet boaters would be happy with a revised water requirement. If the Central Plains scheme took less, there would still be enough water for all and the economic benefits could be shared. But one group that does not believe there's any shared benefit of the Central Plains water scheme is the group of farmers furthest away from where the dam, headrace, and canals would be constructed. Leaston and Southbridge are communities that sit close to the Canterbury coastline, well over 100 kilometres away from where the scheme would be built. Pat McEverdy is part of the Lowland Farming Group, which also submitted against the Central Plains scheme. The group is made up of crop farmers and small niche market farmers, black currants, flowers, and the like, and their agricultural businesses are some of the most successful in Canterbury.
0: The important thing is for me to say that we aren't NIMBYs. We aren't objecting in principle to irrigation, we irrigate ourselves and um, we know that irrigation can add to our production, but we're on quite heavy soils here, or good medium soils, they call them, and we irrigate to aug- augment the rain to to just add to our income, whereas I think perhaps you'll find on the upper plains they irrigate constantly to have any income in a high production situation. The adding of that water to our, to our system, it's said that they can add up to one and a half metres in water table down in our area here.
1: How does that work? Because it seeps into the land and then meets up with the rest of the groundwater flow?
0: I'm not a hydrologist, and I, I'll never pertain to be one, but the, the, the water pressure, just like the take-up there at the moment of the people that do irrigate, lowers the pressure down here and, and the water table. It also, um, obviously, that large amount of water being added will add pressure to the system. Um, and the water table up here in this area is already very, very high.
1: The effects of adding that water are what the lowland farmers are concerned about. The group crunched the numbers and came to the conclusion that the Central Plains scheme had the potential to make millions of dollars profit for the Central Plains farmers, but would wipe out many more millions from the income of the lowlands farmers.
0: In a normal dry year, we have a successful season. In a wet year, we have a less than successful season. In a very wet year, we have virtually zero income. Because it's so wet, our crops tend to run for bulk and get damp. We have poor germinations and we can't harvest. Our concern is the raised water table in this area will create a large amount of very wet years because the water table also will be higher than normal. When we um, went to hearing and we and, and we submitted against the CPW, we did a, a two hundred hectare scale model farm, which is about an average farm in this area, and we did the budget and figures and what we would expect to lose in a very wet year as opposed to a dry year. And I think the figures come to roughly our incomes would be down about two thousand dollars a hectare. Now there's about forty to forty-five thousand hectares. Well if you said that each of those hectares lost a thousand dollars that's forty five million. So if they lost two thousand dollars that's ninety million. Um, under the CPW there sixty thousand hectare scheme but thirty-two thousand I think the figure is, is already irrigated. So there's only twenty eight thousand or twenty-six thousand of new irrigation in that area and their additional income would only be about two thousand dollars so a hectare. So if you add them up they could take away more income down here than what they would gain by actually putting the irrigation scheme in place.
1: So all your hard work, or the livelihoods the farmers have built in this area would essentially be lost? Yes, that could well happen. The commercial opposition is varied and includes the Corrections Department. It runs three prisons near Christchurch and has concerns about the quality of the water that would be left in the aquifers after Central Plains takes the allocation at once. Those aquifers supply the prisons with drinking water, and if the quality of that water was reduced, the prisons would have to close. Corrections would not be interviewed by Radio New Zealand, but in its submission to the commissioners, it said...
5: In the event that the drinking water was contaminated and or failed to meet New Zealand drinking water standards, this would have potential and significant operational and financial risk to corrections. The risk of substandard drinking water quality could create a temporary closure of the prison facilities, which would trigger ramifications on a national scale. It must be guaranteed that the supply and quality of the drinking water at the Christchurch Men's and Women's Prisons and Rolleston is not adversely affected by the Central Plains Scheme proposal. There are major uncertainties with the current levels of information provided by the applicant.
1: The Christchurch International Airport also has concerns that its business and air travel safety in general might be affected. Brent Reese general manager of planning explains
7: there were three issues for the airport the airport's not opposed uh, to the scheme at all uh, there were just three issues from an airport perspective which are around uh, safety but essentially there was a bird strike issue with the irrigation scheme there's potential for the water table to rise there's some, a number of quarries around and near the airport uh, where water levels could rise and they could become inundated and if that's the case then birds could nest and be attracted to those areas. Birds and aircraft uh, conflict um, and cause safety concerns. So, so it's an issue in terms of making sure that uh, we don't increase bird attraction events. Uh, the other issue is around fog and the potential to increase uh, fog. If you do have exposed water bodies, uh, then there's this potential to have more fog events at the airport as well, which can cause delays and disruptions to operations. The final issue is we have a number of old refuse sites on the airport that are inert at the moment and if the water table was to rise they could be reactivated. Uh, so we just think there needs to be a bit of study and science put into what will actually be the results and what will happen and if we do see increased water levels uh, what would be the management plan and mitigation plans that might be put into effect to, to uh, 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 reduce the, the adverse effects.
1: There is a lot of public input into this scheme. Its very existence was initially touted as being for the wider public good. The Central Plains Trust was set up by the Christchurch City Council and the Selwyn District Council in 2003, public companies spending public money to do so. But the public access to information about it is limited. Radio New Zealand requested a tally of all the public money the Christchurch Council has spent in the past 10 years on any aspect of the scheme, its trust or its company. I was initially told no public money had been spent, but was then told retrieving the numbers would be too lengthy and costly an exercise. It seems there is no single complete file kept on what public money has been spent at all. There was more secrecy from the Council-appointed trustees of Central Plains Water who refused to be interviewed about the scheme. Chairman Doug Marsh would only say the timing was inappropriate. However, all of the Central Plains submissions to the resource consent hearings are available on the website of the Regional Council, Environment Canterbury. There is another stumbling block to the scheme that Central Plains Water Limited faces, and one that may render the issue of resource consent null and void. The Supreme Court last month heard the case that has already been through the Environment Court, High Court, and Court of Appeal, and that centres on the issue of priority. Naitahu Property wants first dibs on the water that Central Plains wants. Naitahu Property would use the Waimakariri River water to irrigate its land on the river's northern banks. Its opposition to the Central Plains scheme is fierce and potentially a huge threat to the project. And there is also a general Naitahu submission that covers wider issues, including its cultural concerns. Naitahu Property CEO Tony Searle explains his group's concerns.
8: Naitahu Property applied for some water out of the Waimakariri River, um, the same water that Central Plains Irrigation had applied for. We didn't believe their application was complete. Yet we had a complete application and therefore we believe we would have priority and we would have a hearing and if it was thought to be the right thing we would get issued with the water. Our concern is that if it is first up best dressed with any application well that will encourage parties to just start applying willy-nilly flat out they will control all the water um, you'll basically, if you can get your application, you'll have options on everything. There's a lack of fairness in there. I think at the end of the day there is an onus on the party if they are genuinely interested in the water to come up with the best application they can possibly do, not just to jam your finger in the door and say, well hang on a minute, Um, I've got a bit of an idea here, Um, I'll be back shortly with the information you want. Um, I don't think that was the interpretation the RMA was really looking for.
1: The decision on that priority now lies with the Supreme Court, and a ruling is expected in February, just before the Central Plains Resource Consent decision is due. But even if Central Plains is granted consent for its proposed irrigation scheme, the project will still be a long way from construction. With so many of the opponents prepared to appeal to the Environment Court, Central Plains already has that court action listed on its website as the next step in the proceedings. In a 2006 letter to Cathy Mertens, who owns one of the farms designated for partial demolition, the then Prime Minister, Helen Clark, offered what many now regard as the only chink of light at the end of the long, dark tunnel that is requiring authority status. Ms Clark said, My staff have reviewed the circumstances surrounding the designation of Central Plains Water Limited as a requiring authority, it has given me food for thought about the possibility of future legislative change. Cathy Mertens, Brian Deans, Colin Morris and their communities can do nothing now but wait for the Commissioner's decision about the scheme that promises a public good they do not see and from which they believe they will not benefit. Brian Deans hopes the Government will have more than just food for thought about how the requiring authority process is applied in the future.
3: When this finishes, we have to then, I mean, and this is just unbelievable to think about this having to happen on a democracy, where we then have to fight to get this designation or this requiring authority status lifted. And we also have to, I think, and we've discussed this, we're going to have to take a fight to make sure this can never happen to other New Zealanders. This business of private individuals taking other private individuals' land, I mean, that's got to be stopped.
1: Central Plains complexities lie just below the surface. The water issue is not confined to this project, and everything to do with Canterbury water rights is interwoven. Most people fighting this project acknowledge that if it fails, there will be another idea to replace it. Back in the riverbed, Neville Alice just wants a fair system sorted out, so that irrigation and recreation. Can share the asset he has enjoyed for 60 years.
2: The system down here where Central Plains is to take its water, what's the point? It saves them a bit of money, but it doesn't do much else. It'll completely beggar the river, yes, it will.
0: That programme was written and presented by Monique Devereaux.
5: Technical production was by Chris Adams and Insights Executive Producer is Sue Ingram.